0: name is... Steel. I'm a former Marine Corps infantry officer, former spy for the United States of America, and I am the champion for open-source everything engineering, which He's will lift champion. the 5 billion poor at 10% of the cost of the failed Western economic paradigm.
1: Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. I've had some students who lived in Argentina for a while, and people in Argentina think it's true. They've seen um, them. It's a well-known, established idea but the reason i brought up the book about vietnam is because they were using the the blueprints to figure out how to create the police states and they've been doing it in other countries and now they're doing it to us here
0: yes that's a very good point in fact you know cynthia mckinney joined me with Hashtag #gunrig until our our program was destroyed by by white cops abusing their power, sticking nightsticks up the ass oh. of a black man. Oh, That's all happening me. in American airports today to kids. Okay? What?
1: Well, okay. The, I've had, I've had Indian, you know, Indian reservation and people who are Indian chiefs and stuff, and they're saying the same thing about the Indian communities, that you know, oh. the chips are being tested on them before they roll it out to the mass.
0: I agree. I, I agree completely. Oh, there, no. there is some really deep, sick, pathologically dysfunctional stuff going on. I would say the federal government is easily 50 percent waste and 20 percent secret pathological underground bases, biochemical experimentation, 5G, geoengineering, um, uh, restricted energy like free energy. We could all have free energy right now uh we could all be having unlimited desalinated water across the middle east and and north africa so the next president i think beyond trump trump has my loyalty right now but he's not connecting with the 99 percent, and he's not championing 9 11 truth and that is for me going to be the litmus test as to whether trump can get elected in 2020. if he does not come out in favor of 9 11 truth in september I don't think he can win in 2020, but I also don't think a Democrat can win. I think it will be an independent, uh, coalition cabinet with a coalition cabinet and the people. It's the enemy of the people. It is a completely controlled, watered down piece of garbage. I've been thinking about a couple of things. One of them is a Chautauqua. A what? That was the old educational caravan. A Chautauqua. Uh, A Chautauqua caravan is a caravan, and we have nine nations in the United States, so I'm thinking in terms of nine buses, nine different buses that travel all over their region from town to town, and each bus is carrying six really interesting people, three of them from the region, three of them from outside, and then we have the ability to bring in Skype, uh, stadium-level broadcast levels, things and I basically want to outdo Trump, okay? And this could be combined with Trump. If Trump wanted to, this could be a warm-up act for him. This could be something that could be played for an hour in every stadium before the president comes on, because what we need to do is re-educate America. And the other thing about the 200 uh, 200 million uh, Truth Channel is we're perfecting now one-page memos and three-minute videos. And we're, we're seeing that it's working. The American public can handle one-page memos with one picture and they can handle three-minute videos. And I've yes, got some very can. compelling three-minute videos on 9-11 truth coming out from each of the authors in this.
2: I can see it happening.
0: My name is Robert David Steele. I'm a former Marine
1: Corps Infantry Officer. We know that it. Summit, that's free, that's coming up. I will have the link below. It's a you know, you're not alone. There are over 400 million people that are dealing with digestive issues. So if you're one of those people or you know somebody who is dealing with that, it's a- Have
2: you heard something? Really? What have you heard?
1: On the truth of 9-11, can you talk about that initiative and what it means?
0: Well, I, I feel blessed I, I, I never planned to get into all these 9-11 truth things and, and so forth. I'm, I've always been about creating a world brain and an open source agency. And my motto is the truth at any cost lowers all other costs. What has happened is that not only 9-11 truth, but Sandy Hook truth. Go ahead with have that. become the litmus test.
2: The kids are alive. For whether
0: the U.S. government can be trusted or not. And I believe that 9-11 Truth and Sandy Hope Truth are going to make or break the U.S. political system in the 2018 cycle, uh, probably, and the 2020 cycle, certainly. There is already one candidate running on 9-11 Truth and all the newspapers have turned against him. And the newspaper is now starting to receive letters to the editor from serious people saying, hey, you don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Now, in this volume that I put together, when they and I lie like exactly that, exactly where the idea originated. It was probably my when idea. they
2: lie like that, they should lose their credibility. Like seriously, we we need to hold these people accountable, America. It's just not going to happen if we don't. Here we go. Let's get into this. And try. Yeah,
3: so he could obviously be doing a lot more with his position in terms of reaching the people and building up yes. the, the movement. Um, you know, you mentioned Truth Channel, and I'd love to see that fireside chat kind of style and, and going to the people. Yeah. On the other hand, it would win. there is QAnon, and it's obviously, you know, if you, the, if you follow the narrative, it's kind of that on a, on a much more niche kind micro, of micro scale yeah. My, yeah my my vote for
0: q is mike flynn uh yeah and uh and, and four other people uh that are that are party with him i don't know that for a fact but it reeks of mike flynn's fingerprints and it's been a spectacular success i mean i don't follow q mostly because i don't have time for riddles and i i'm doing my own thing oh uh, but i love watching jordan say unpack him Oh, uh, there are a couple of websites now that are doing a very decent job of lining up QAnon the and doing bold and having explanatory
2: comments. A it's a, a phenomenon.
3: QAnon is a phenomenon. but what... yeah. So we have, you know, the dollar, you mentioned, uh, I think Saudi Arabia and using non-dollar, you know, yuan or whatever, to buy and trade oil uh, or to sell oil. The dollar seems to be getting abandoned across the world petrodollar system is dying. Uh, We're in something like an everything bubble with bonds, stocks and real estate. It all seems to be kind of beginning to crack and fracture. Although we're still running full steam ahead with great economy, great economy. You know, I think it'll last until after midterms. But um, do you see this? Some people in the Q movement think this is intentional on Trump's part to end the Fed down the road, build up the energy needed to get rid of the Fed. Do you think that's the case?
0: short answer is yes. The long answer is I don't have any direct knowledge, but I've seen lots of indicators. Let me say first, people need to understand that the Russians and the Chinese, the two major partners Chinese. in the BRICS, the BRICS Chinese. are Brazil, Russia, India, China, and yeah. South Africa. They've spent 10 years planning an alternative to the SWIFT banking system. The SWIFT banking system is a fraud. The the swift banking system doesn't actually validate whether the bank has money. So a bank can invent a billion dollars and transfer it from its bank to City Morgan or whatever. And City Morgan accepts that billion as if it's real. And then they go buy waterfront property and other tangible assets that appreciate at the same time that the Federal Reserve is depreciating the dollar. Mm -hmm. Okay. It so, people need to understand that the dollar has been on a death-rattle roll for the last 10 years. Okay? And when we took it off Anybody the gold... Anybody
2: that doesn't get that by the end of my show, uh, there's just no hope for you.
0: That was certainly part
2: <laughs> of it. There are a
0: lot of indications that Timothy Geithner, as head of the Federal Reserve, looted a lot of gold. And also watered it down gold. It looks like he
2: did something I, I bad. I think
0: it's titanium. Uh, but he watered down gold and sold a lot of gold that actually had titanium inside of it. There have been hmm. a lot of complaints.
3: Or tungsten. Right? tungsten. tungsten,
0: tungsten. You're probably right. It's yeah, probably yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Thank what it you. is. Um, what's been happening in the last couple of years is a massive buildup of gold stores in China, Russia, and India. And Russia, by the way, its primary wealth is, is real estate, whereas China's primary wealth is gold. A gold one is coming out. Uh, a gold back ruble is probably coming out. One of the lovely people that Trump has working for him is a lady named Judy. I forget her last name, but she is the top U.S. authority on a gold back dollar. And she's a special advisor to the President of the United States of America. I believe that Trump is going to come out with either a gold or a precious metals back dollar, which is why I think silver is going to jump up.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Uh, and, and I'm not a financial advisor, and I'm a, I'm, I'm nobody, and I'm homeless and carless and don't have any stocks, so don't listen to me for what you do with your money. Um, I live to think. Um, I think Trump is going to come out with a gold back dollar. I think Trump is going to appoint all of the Directors of the Federal Reserve that he's capable of appointing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I believe the Federal Reserve is going to be nationalized. Now, here's a very interesting angle. Because of who I am and what I've been saying, I keep getting people coming into me with useful information. There is a guy that spent his whole life going state to state, across all the national archives, all the state archives. He believes that neither the 16th Amendment on income tax nor the 17th Amendment on uh, senators being elected by the public rather than appointed by the states. Neither one was properly ratified. Trump has an opportunity, if he can get an intelligence community that's honest and intelligent, which is not what he has now, uh, he has an opportunity to actually revisit 15 uh, 15 different amendments to the Constitution. And I've done a post on 15 different amendments, some of them we need to double down on. For example, let's take the, the uh, First Amendment, which Twitter and Google and all have been violating. In California, it is settled law that public companies and private property cannot exclude the First Amendment. And this was a case in which that shopping malls were trying to stop people from handing out pamphlets. And they made a state level decision that the First Amendment is valid everywhere you go, including private property, okay? Um, The Second Amendment, I mean, although I favor state rights, I also think we need a national open carry, and frankly, I prefer national concealed carry because I don't want to upset the soccer moms. The reason I had a concealed carry license is because I didn't want to accept the soccer moms when I was watching my kids play soccer, okay? Nobody needs to know that I'm armed and dangerous um
3: it's a lot more effective i think if if they never know
0: i agree with you completely i agree with you completely now there are other amendments uh the 10th amendment the 14th 17th 16th and so i have a list of 15 amendments now some of these amendments need to be reversed and i think the federal income tax is one of them edgar feige in wisconsin professor edgar feige has come up with the automated payment transaction tax. I think taxes should be uh, collected from the bottom up. And they should be apportioned from counties to the states and from states to the federal government. And the reason it was important for senators to be appointed by the states was to require the federal government to present a balanced budget that the states, as sovereign authorities, would approve and then allocate money to the federal government. Okay, that's how I think it should work. And if you want to go to war, you need to get the public to agree to raise the tax rate on the transactions to fund the war. You don't borrow money, which is unconstitutional, um, and you don't print money, which is uh, just sheer idiocy. Anyway, I'm very excited. I I think there's enormous potential here. The reason I don't want the Democrats to take the House is because it will just throw the government into gridlock. The absolute last thing I want is Nancy Pelosi being menopausal on Donald Trump. Um, This is not cool. Um, If he can get the House in in this coming election, I think that he will shift from economic to cultural and technical uh, and educational initiatives. He's been working very hard behind the scenes, and it's very frustrating to me because The Wall Street Journal, even Forbes, which is run by Steve Forbes, is not doing a proper job of documenting what the president has accomplished on the economy. And the local newspapers take their stuff for free from the nationals. And so the local newspapers aren't doing a proper job. And and this is because the president's communication team sucks, which is why I think he's come out and he's become his own communicator now. He has retrieved 15 trillion of those from the banks that he is going to cut the deficit in half during his, his second two years. The, his, his, um, you know, following the midterms and that he has a plan to eliminate the deficit entirely, uh, by, by, uh, the conclusion of his second term. Now we come back to your federal reserve question. There is absolutely no question in my mind that every central bank in the world needs to be nationalized. And I had this discussion in Thailand. I was shooting a documentary with Steven Seagal. I was his supporting actor oh, yeah. in, a, in a discussion on pedophilia. And oh. uh, the Thai leadership found out I was there and they ran me past a whole bunch of generals and retired prime ministers and so forth. And question number one on everybody's recorded. mind was, is anyone else thinking about nationalizing their central bank other than the Philippines? Okay, so I tried to say yes and ASEAN which is a very powerful group, ASEAN should come to a decision and nationalize every central bank across ASEAN, the Asia and South Pacific uh, or whatever. Okay, so I think that's something he can do and he should announce that he's going to nationalize the Federal Reserve. Uh, I think it needs to be done, it absolutely needs to be done. Um, I mentioned the Black Panthers, they're political prisoners. I'm friends with some black leaders. Uh, Dr. Which Randy Short and Dr. Oh. Cynthia McKinney are two of them. Look at And that. if you want to get to the black male voter, you can do two things. You can pardon all the Black Panthers, including the ones that died in prison. Pardon them posthumously. And appoint Herman Cain in charge of the Federal Bureau of Prisons.
4: I mor-
2: bet they couldn't say Trump was racist if he did that. If you did that, they couldn't say crap remember I said to
0: reduce the prison population by 50 percent
2: free to 2024
0: okay. <laughs> and when you do that you take all the money that you're spending on prisons and you give it to the prisoners who are
3: released I like it. A soft
0: landing. Yeah. Very, very. It needs someone of Herman Cain's capability to be CEO, okay? You're basically migrating people. I mean, Michael Bloomberg was spending $75 million a year. I may have already mentioned this, or it was in our pre-intro. Bloom was spending $75 million a year to redline black districts, black uh. people in jail for smoking recreational marijuana so he what? could then upscale... The black districts into elite condos for white
2: people. Wow, Bloomberg. That's unacceptable. He told on you. You got over. Uh, You dated Diana Ross, and we thought you were all right. As soon as they stopped the cigarettes, I was like, oh, Bloomberg's all right. Then you had the news. And then you had like telling people how much fat they were getting in the shakes and stuff. But no, we didn't know what you're doing to black people.
0: Unrig, I've mentioned, uh, I would know. convene the leaders of the Green, Libertarian, and other parties who have run for presidential and Senate positions, and I would have a public announcement on the lawn of the White House and say, all of you, I'm going to give you a fair shot. I am committing, if you will give me the House of Representatives in November, I am
2: committing. And to- the time to do it, to make it an announcement like that, Trump, and snatch their scalps. I mean, take the wigs, take their full frontals, take them all out and make all their teeth fall out. The time to do a power move like that is right before the midterms. Every Republican, even even McDonald, whatever his name is, even he'll be with he's like, oh yeah, damn, that's a good idea. Why not think of that? If you let those black people out, which you know you're gonna do they're gonna do it anyway from what I hear, you do let those black panthers out right before the election say Oh you know, here's here's I pledge to the black community. I told you guys I wasn't a racist. All of them lied on me. This is what I'm gonna do. If you do that, you will snatch every scalp. Maxine Walter be running around like a chicken without a head. If you do it, I'm telling you, do it. Try it. Remember, I'm the one that said something. You should do it. You should do it. I'm telling you, it'd be so Hashtag good. Hashtag
0: the Election Reform Act in 2019, in time for Congress to get back like into evidence-based governance and end the two-party tri- uh, tyranny. Um,
2: That's the finally, music. Do it, Trump. Trump. Free the black people. people who Free the blacks. Let the blacks out. <laughs> Then that's how you're going to get the rest of America. That's how you're going to get that other percent that you're worried about. You know how you don't want it to just seem like one half of America? Once you get the blacks, you'll get everybody else. And everybody will be against globalization because once black people understand what what globalization is, how it impacts our community, how it's gonna enslave everybody the way we've already been enslaved. This globalization is the new white slavery for white people. White people, wake up. Cause you're gonna be black if the new world order comes in. Y'all better wake it up. Trump, you can snatch it back right before the elections. It's a ballsy move. To do that and no one be suspecting it that fast, right before the elections. I don't know how much time it would take for black people to wake up. You got a couple of days. But think about it. That's right.
0: Understand open source everything engineering which is the Nobel Prize. Open source everything engineering is idea. You can, do this. This. can do this, I can see it costs 10% of what it costs when you have the legal and financial uh, straitjacket of Western engineering, okay? I'm also friends with Chuck Spenny, and Chuck has pointed out to me that the Department of Defense Contracting and Engineering Process, which is government spec cost plus, has basically destroyed engineering. It used to be that a great engineer was also a hacker. A hacker is essentially someone who can get something done with fewer lines of code. Okay, so it's, it's the whole ephemeralism that Buckminster Fuller talked about. How do I get this done with minimalist resources? How do I cut pieces out of the process? That's what I'm about. We need a national Manhattan Project to close all of our bases overseas, cut our military in half while keeping it just as strong, but based at home, and we need to beat swords that profit the 1%, into plowshares that profit the 99%. Oh
1: yeah!
0: And we would start with a nationwide water desalination and water decontamination program. It's all
2: about the water. It
0: uses solar and other renewable energies to refill the aquifers and guarantee that no American and no plant in America will go thirsty in the next hundred years.
2: Yo, if you guys knew what was in our water, you wouldn't drink it. All right. That
3: would be some <laughs> popular Even things.
2: Even he
3: I'd like to see him adopt them, but
0: I, I don't know what he's going to do. I know he's going to make
3: some announcements.
2: Listen, he's going to do something that that's up there. I'm telling you, the black people are the key. I was the one who said it. Don't get amnesia. Don't tell me you got a walk-in situation going on. Because I told you, I told you about Kanye. They finally found Kanye 20 years later. I'm telling you, do Get a coalition with the black people. Let Candace get on a mountain and make a speech. Whatever it is that you need to do. Use your surrogates, Trump. You really do need mental health. Hi, everybody. Welcome back Uh, to You Are Free TV. Oh, she's got him on. Attorney
0: General, for not basically cracking down on what we call hashtag Google Gestapo which I've personally
2: experienced. You know what? Hashtag Google Gestapo. We're going to end on that note because that was just too exciting. Kyla Powers Radio. We just put a hole in it. (sighs) Even QAnon's going, what? This is a channel that's new to me. It's called Black Pilled, and I'm only playing a portion of it for you, but I think a lot of valid things he's saying. It's called Why They Want to Replace You
5: top of the food chain, that there exists no authority above themselves to examine why they would want to flood their countries with people from the third world. And not just the invasion of Europe from Muslim countries, but also the invasion of the United States and Canada from people from the third world.
2: How do people not see what's going on and think and understand that it's part of a bigger something that's going on? How do they sit there and go, oh, no, just 13,000 people, which really might be 20,000 people, just decided, oh, we don't like it here. We're just going to wander up here. We're just going to whatever. And, uh, you know, Americans just sit tight and you'll absorb us and you'll see us everywhere and that's it. And I just don't understand how liberals don't can't do the simple math on who is gonna pay for that and number two everybody we barely hear a blip about what's going on in south america hardly anything with with the hardships that were happening in venezuela just people on food lines and i mean just so terrible there were no telethons mariah carey never released a statement made a song to send them money. Nobody, nothing said anything about Venezuela. Well, now, what happened in Venezuela? Guess what? They're bringing their problem to you. And that's the problem when we live in a a country where we can't get news outside of ourselves because eventually the bad things that are happening somewhere else are going to begin to affect you where you're at. Just because you don't hear about it doesn't mean that it's not happening. I I just had a conversation with somebody who just told me, oh, chemtrails are just what comes out of planes naturally. Really? And he really thought he was woke. And he really thought that he was educated. And he was commenting on a video that was showing Alexa telling everyone. Somebody asked Alexa, what are chemtrails? And she's like, oh, it's a spraying of uh, unidentified particles that the government is doing, and we don't know why. Th- no, your spidey sense doesn't go off when you hear that? And you're going you're gonna to ask somebody else whether they're woke? We are sleeping at the wheel, and the scary thing is that was a college-educated male and if he's that clueless what i mean i had if you looked at my last episode i had this guy tim pool was talking about how you know men don't really have a responsibility to protect women and children <laughs> really wow so what is the next generation we know that the next generation they're already completely you know segmented into all these different genders that if you don't know it, it's gonna be a problem, and everybody we have hostilities between people and all kinds of craziness, all these divisions going on. With all that kind of chaos. Anyone could do they do weather wars, they do whatever they want. And we are all fighting each other and dealing with nonsense and it's gonna be so easy. This is why they're not sweating it. I see all these videos. Hillary's worried. Oh, the deep state is worried. Hot huh, y'all, the deep state is not worried, okay? They don't care how many Q t-shirts you have. They do not care. They don't care. And if even if Trump is good, you, these people have waited hundreds of years. There's no quick and easy victory that they, they got technology that would blow your minds if people, intelligent, college-educated people, cannot wrap their minds around the fact that there might be some technology out there that's not only out there but being used against humanity and nobody Nobody can tell them anything. Nobody can pull their coats. Because if they didn't see it on CNN and MSNBC, it doesn't exist. And and hinting to somebody, well, well, maybe we need to prepare for something like that. That's fear-mongering. No, that's called, you have a child. You have a child in your avatar. It's called wake up. And e- e- even if you don't know 100% what is going on, Don't you wanna be proactive for the safety of your own child? For your child's sake? Don't you wanna Google it and be like, well, crap. Oh, wait, what's going on? No, no, all they can say, no, 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 this isn't happening. Sticking your head in the sand is not gonna make it go away, I'm just gonna tell you.
5: Said before, they have no reason to preserve the culture because it's not their culture. The ruling class has its own culture. The rulers in America live largely the same way that the rulers of third world.
2: The Americans that are here, the melting pot that is already here in America, we can't, we got people can't even get along. You're gonna bring in that many people that speak another language, that don't speak it that well. Do you know what kind of, it's gonna be babble, people? Countries
5: live. You might even say that rulers of other countries live better, like in Saudi Arabia or, or even African countries. These dictators live better lives and have less trouble from the populations they're controlling than those of the ruling class in Western countries. And now we're getting somewhere. Now imagine you are the ruler of a people that do have a strong moral code. They do have a culture that despises corruption in their government. They do have a culture that even if it's removed a little bit from reality, that expects a lot out of their leaders. They do have a culture, again, even if it's not anchored by reality, that tells them that their rulers are no better than they are. That they themselves as citizens can run for office and participate and be a member of the ruling class. They have a culture of gun ownership. Should the ruling class make the mistake of pushing the people too far too fast, they have a culture that tells them in these times they must violently remove the tyrannical ruling class. Many of these people, these citizens of the West, they still believe in universal values and in God. They believe there's an authority higher than the ruling class. And to the consternation of the ruling class, it also so happens that these people are the same people typically that hold on to their right to bear arms. To make matters worse, they have higher IQs on average than the people in the countries in the third world. This makes them harder to deceive, harder to keep in captivity, and harder to control. The citizens of the Western countries, in short, are historically the hardest people to oppress and rule over. So understanding all this, put yourself into the shoes of one of these members of the ruling class. What are some things you could do to improve your lifestyle? Imagine that you see these rulers of other nations and the way they live. Wouldn't you want your country to be more like theirs? Wouldn't you want to have the same freedoms that they enjoy? Wouldn't you want to secure your power as they have? The math is pretty simple. If you want to increase your power, you want to increase your wealth, you want to augment your lifestyle to to more closely resemble the lifestyle of these rulers, you simply need to alter the population of your country to more closely resemble the populations of these more oppressive governments. And that is exactly what they are doing. Now we've talked about some of these things that make the citizens of the Western countries difficult to manage, but there are several things that actually make them easy to control as well. These religious gun owners are often very sympathetic to people who have the misfortune of living under these other more oppressive regimes. They have a natural inclination to want to help these people. The ruling class simply has to exploit these feelings of compassion and tell the public that this isn't about replacing them. No, 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 no. It's about helping those less fortunate. You see, another attribute of these otherwise difficult to manage citizens is their humility. They are loath to take pride or even credit for the accomplishments of their people. They judge everyone individually, which can be problematic at times for the ruling class. But it can be easily exploited when it comes to their demographic replacement plans it's easy to convince these humble sympathetic citizens that their culture and certainly not their genetics have nothing to do with their success that there is something special about the government the state the ruling class or the geography that explains their prosperity and, and by withholding access to this government and superior land, they are keeping their ill-gained treasure from the impoverished people around the world. You see, sociopaths, both in the micro and in the macro, are experts at using what is good about people against themselves. They play on your empathy and use it as a weakness because they see it as a weakness. That's what makes them sociopaths in the first place. They don't care about your standard of living or how much you will be forced to sacrifice it to improve the standard of living of the population they wish to have replace you because you're not really sacrificing your lifestyle to improve the lifestyle of these less fortunate people. You're sacrificing your birthright and the future of your children so that the ruling class can improve not just their lifestyle but also their access to power. I know this is difficult for many people to hear. Unlike the ruling class, the average person doesn't think in terms of populations because the largest number of people they have to manage are the members of their family or or maybe even just a few employees. The ruling class knows this. They exploit this about people. They exploit the people that are charitable in their personal lives, people that are charitable in the micro, the people that are so eager and willing to give the poor the shirt off their back they fail to see the consequence of this charitable act when it's applied on a massive scale. They're so convinced that there's nothing special about them, that all their prosperity is simply a consequence of being born within a certain border with a certain government, that they believe that the people within those borders are interchangeable, that the success of their countries was simply random, that they were one of the lucky ones born in this magical, prosperous land. And they think this because for decades upon decades, the ruling class has been chipping away at the pride that these citizens have in their accomplishments or in their ancestors, all the while browbeating them with all of the negative aspects of their history. And they've eroded the culture so much, they are dangerously close to getting what they always wanted. They've created a situation where the culture and the people who value freedom and have these universal values will be easy to replace because we're rapidly approaching the time when there is no culture or people left to preserve. For Black Pilled, I'm Devin Stack.
2: That was so well said. And the fact that there are people that get up every day and they go to work and they pride themselves on their little job when they don't understand that so many jobs are going to just be totally replaced by robots coming soon. There is, <laughs> what what's the plan, people? If we do not stand up and recognize that there's some things that are really wrong going on, but because we're okay in our little lives, and no one can tell us, no one can tell us where we're headed. Oh, everything's just gonna stay the same. Well, let me tell you, every time there's an industrial revolution or, or the economy changes in a dramatic way, probably because they're gonna have robots and it could be a gazillion different reasons. It could be a market crash, whatever it is. It doesn't even have to be a negative reason. But things could drastically change the way that life is now. A couple of years ago, did any of us think that almost everyone, including children, would be holding these handheld devices like what we saw on Star Trek, where you can FaceTime people? Did we ever dream that there would be devices such as this and that everyone, even people living marginally, could have these devices, and that we would be monitored by the government like animals? If you cannot see the danger that is being posed by the threat that's on our freedoms right now. Social media, um the uh predatory invasion of privacy and trading of your information that's in the fine print. I don't know I don't know what can tell you. I I, I can't tell you. Cause everyone, you know, has to be told in dull set tones. Please just tell me in dulcet tones and and I'll just stay in my stupor. And as we all stay in our stupor, that's exactly, that's just exactly what these people are expecting. So I, I don't know. Maybe I care too much. Maybe I'm just, I'm just like, I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm a creative person. And I'm trying to figure out how I can communicate to my fellow human being and the answer that I'm getting most prevalent is just, you know, oh, just, you know, whatever, just do whatever, make sure you're on a grind and just, you know, let's just let things just drift the way that it is. What what I think about and what I'm aspiring To awaken in human beings is actually too lofty a goal. It must be. Because no one gives a damn. They know that there's something wrong with this two-party system. I mean, you don't have to. People are not stupid. We know that everything is fake on some level. We know it. And yet we spend so much time on Twitter and on whatever and we are not having real substantive conversations that are going to sort anything out because the people that have the truth aren't willing or, or don't know how or aren't even thinking about how to break through that wall the wall of hate that's being created, so that we can't talk to each other. The wall of judgment. Judgment on each other. Well, I have this and I go here and I da 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 da, da, da and you don't have that. So blah 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 blah. You know the employed versus the unemployed. The, you know, whatever versus the whatever. The churchgoers versus the the spiritual people that stay at home and do their own practice and probably devote much more time to thinking about God and studying than somebody that, yes, they go every Sunday and that's all they do. It's, you know, we're all doing this and we are, I'm pulling your coat. Especially with the people that don't see the value in what I'm doing, I'm gonna tell you the value in what I'm doing, because again, I th- I'm thinking differently, and I'm looking at the whole picture, and what I'm seeing is that not we are not working together. We are all yes now we've all started to do research we've all have we have channels we report on it people share that's great la la la. We're not talking about beyond hoping that the elections go in favor of the party that we voted for. What solutions and actions are we planning as a collective? Where are we going? Where do we want to go? What is the future we want to see? I see so many spiritualists on here telling me And other people. You need to visualize your future. You need to tell the universe what you want. This is, we're creators right now at this moment. We're creating. And I agree with them. I see the wisdom in that. But guess what? It applies to everybody. We're all creating, but we're all in our own minds as if only whatever our little experience is, is everything that's going on. And it's not. We're not thinking as a human collective. And there are too many people unaware that the the movers and shakers on this planet don't want half the planet here. There's people that can't absorb it. They don't see it. They just get up every day. They play with their pet. They go to whatever job that they do and they fart around all day and whatever and post about their grind, take pictures of themselves, come home, do whatever with their beloved or whatever, cook some dinner, watch some TV and go to sleep and wake up and do it again. And if there's anything that's afoot, we are not talking like a collective, what if we, I'm saying, what if we had a panel to even see, how do people feel about it? Are people aware? I don't care what side you're on. You could be on the left, you could be on the right. Do you not feel that there are things that something is not quite right? And if it is, don't you think anybody else is feeling the same exact way that you feel? Okay, so we we all we feel that spidey sense is going off everywhere in a lot of people. But are we having thoughtful, real thoughtful conversations about it? I, I haven't heard other than the people, let's say conservatives, where. We hear somebody like Candace or whoever, somebody, go off on somebody and we got in all our points and we were totally right. And that person looks like a moron because whatever they were talking about was not valid anyway. Okay, what did we really win? Because that person is just closed off. They didn't listen to anything that you said. They didn't accept anything that you said. And they'll go away. Just still thinking that this is all about Trump. this is about our country. He's one person. Each of us, what we think and feel is really important i was so i I erased a segment on my show because it was just too divisive. I was listening in on this interviewer that tried to go to an LGBT event. And uh, students were complaining that they wanted people to get their pronouns right, and blah, 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 blah. And I don't even know what the situation was. But the interviewer could not even ask a question because people were so hostile. And I'll tell you that that does a disservice to us trying to have a dialogue and getting people to understand our identity or whatever it is that we feel needs to be expressed. If if you want people to to be able to do that, you know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if I maybe Maybe they feel how I feel sometimes where I feel like, wow, I've contributed and done so much and I see a lot of theft going on, and yet people want me to accept their, uh, their bullying and their, whatever their identity, whatever their beliefs about me are. If I don't believe it and agree with it, then I'm, I'm hostile or I'm bad or I'm full of myself or whatever because I don't agree with them putting me down. I wonder if that's how those trans students felt. I don't know i didn't I didn't feel that when I looked at the interviewer, I don't feel that she was putting them down. She just simply asked a question. She simply asked a question, but it's almost like I'm sorry my nose is my nose is stopped up, so my words are distorted but um, whatever side you're on, whatever your your cause is that you're vocal about, we're not getting anywhere. We are not getting anywhere. Even if we have made friends in our group and we know we're right, everybody feels that they're right. But if we don't start talking about real things, Whoever it is that's against humanity. I mean, people want to fight over who or what is against humanity. Well, it can't be aliens. It can't be you believe in reptilians or you believe in big-headed hominids. Who cares what it is? We know that something is out here eating people. We know that there are human beings or human beings that have been taken over or whatever the deal is. I don't even need to know specifically what maybe they're related to Vlad the Impaler. I don't know. And they all live in a castle like, you know, a thousand immigrants in a house. Well, there's a bunch of vampires all living in a house, you know, having interviews or whatever. I don't know. But I know that human blood is being found in in uh wine and baby baby fetus parts in the fast food and no one is talking about it on your television and i don't care if you're on the left or you're on the right do you want to get the human version of mad cow which i think is called kuru we don't want that but nobody can talk about it we got nano in the food, this means a particle, a size that can permeate the uh, the cell membrane. It can just bypass. It's not like it's just going to go out of your body and not be processed. This is bypassing cells and it's going into the food. We, we, we have these uh, labels on foods that tell us a list of what's in it, but they're not telling us how much nanites are in it. And what those nanites are programmed to do. Alexa told you there's chemtrails in the air. And nobody's telling you what that's for. She's Alexa's not telling you what that's for. And she says our government is doing it. Alexa is telling you. Or Siri. Or whoever the heck. Which girl it is. Is telling you. That this is happening. Isn't it a topic That both sides can agree on? The public health? That's why I keep going back to it. I'm still seeing patriots and truthers that I don't think are shills. All they can talk about is who kissed Trump's butt today or is Julian free or whatever Julian's doing. The public health. I'm talking about the food that you're eating. I'm talking about what you're eating and drinking every day. This water that some people that have sensitive skin and systems are severely affected by. How is that not number 1? How are we turning on the TV and we're hearing about all this entertainment industry and or it's either entertainment industry or it's who hates Trump today? Or who in Trump's administration has got to go? There's nothing else on a human level. No other conversations that need to be had for our society. If you were an alien and you were watching TV, you would just think the mentality is like uh, pubescent. If you just watched our news and how the adults on these shows act and the stupidity with which the stuff that they say. And when I say it's stupid, I'm saying there are many, many. When we just listen to whoever is writing the copy of these people in their ear, listen to what they're saying. The way that it is written is so obviously uh, not, not impartial at all, not objective at all. It's pure opinion. And maybe they get away with it because it's cable news. I don't know. But the public, if you care about this country and you care about lies, we have to set our own agenda. We have to stop the fake news media. There's only so much that President Trump can do. There's only so much a Q-drop can do. We have to have a plan. If you're going to do hashtags, if you're going to do boycotts, it has to be organized. Nothing is organized. Nothing is organized. But they're organized. I'm just putting it out there. I'm just looking at the scorecard. And anybody that's just objective... And, you know, wants to know how somebody that's looking at the big picture and not trying to take sides or try to think any particular way. I just want to know the truth and the reality of what the situation really is. No sugarcoating. What is it really? Where are we at? Because if we don't take a a real red pill, and we don't know where we're really at, then we can't even begin to fix anything because we, we, half the people can't even admit that something is wrong. Anyway, I, I just do my, my piece. And if no one finds value in it, then that's your business. But I, I think that there's some people out there that, that feel the same way I do. And I'm trying to speak to them and I'm trying to reach out to them. You can find me on social media if if you want to have a dialogue. anyone. Kyla Powers Radio. Hey guys, I'm back. I've never seen (coughs) Uh, David Robert... Did I mess up your name? Robert Steele. Robert David Steele. There we go. Um I've never heard your channel. I've always seen you on other channels, but he's going to just break down a connection between Trump and the Rothschilds. I never knew that there was one. Let's find out what it is. I don't
0: know. Well, he won accidentally. And there were some of us that speculated that prior to the election, he had been given a promise of 20 billion dollars from Lynn Rothschild, Lady Lynn Rothschild, who's a babe from New Jersey. Um And because every time he looked like he was going to win, he did something that seemed almost intended to pull him back from winning. And then he won accidentally. And your viewers can find my Donald Trump accidental president just by looking for it online. It's also everything is on Kindle and it's also free online. Um, Now, it looks like he has gotten over 10 people from Goldman Sachs working for him. And it looks like he is allowing Dick Cheney and Bob Gates to continue to manage U.S. national security policy toward a war with Iran and a war with Russia. Um, Some of us are hopeful that his preliminary moves that look bad were in fact a form of life insurance. Because I'm quite certain that if he had come out full bore living up to all of his promises such as withdrawing from nato which i absolutely believe is essential nato is a pimp for the horrors of war uh as i've said in in other venues um what donald trump has not done is actually thought deeply about an electoral reform act my memorandum for the president which he has read i'm told has been read by one million people and your viewers with tiny URL familiarity can go to tinyurl.com and then forward slash memo for Trump, where the M and the T are capitalized and the four is a number. So, memo for Trump. Um, he needs to grow beyond the two party tyranny. He won by accident in a system rigged by the two party tyranny. Now he has a remarkable opportunity to restore democracy, the republic uh, in the United States. I had to run for president in 2012 to learn that there are eight accredited political parties in the United States. Six of that? them are blocked from ballot access by wow. the Republican and Democratic parties. The other six are Constitution, Green, Libertarian, Natural Law, Reform, and Socialists. There's only like 1,300 Socialists in the United States, um, not counting Bernie Sanders. Um, but uh, there are a considerable number of Libertarians, including myself. And although the Libertarians can get on every ballot, they can't get into the debates, because the Republican and Democratic Party stole the debates from the League of Women Voters, because they were allowing third, fourth, and fifth parties in. So the Electoral Reform Act that I've crafted, drawing on hundreds and hundreds of activists uh, across the United States, has 12 specific fixes. Uh, And those fixes are needed in all countries, including Australia. Uh, not just in the United States of America.
2: Somebody got a pen. Sure. And that's,
6: that's, I'm glad you've mentioned that, actually. Um, okay, so we, we know you've identified a lot of different things that need cleaning up and how to go about it. So one of the things you have spoken about is giving the deep state an exit strategy, a way out, so that we can transition into creating the world we actually want to live in. Right. So what's the rationale here? Because a lot of people are on about, you know, holding them to account and justice and all this sort of stuff. But you've repeatedly, I've seen you repeatedly state you're a big fan of reconciliation and so on. So what's your rationale here? Well, uh, I was one of the first case officers assigned terrorism as a full-time
0: target. Um, And I have some people I deal with that are very, very skilled at interrogation without torture. And in fact, we have this one army colonel who every time we go to war, we bring him back from retirement and he creates the equivalent of a Marriott courtyard in the middle of the desert. And all of our high value prisoners are put in there and they're treated with dignity and they're allowed to bathe and they're well fed and they spill their guts because it's made very clear to them that there is a very positive exit strategy for them. Otherwise, if you start to torture people, they start inventing stuff and doing fake stuff. Okay, now.
2: Don't tell Dick Cheney about that.
0: The deep state, managed by the Rothschilds, who are the only real trillionaires on the planet. The deep state consists of roughly a thousand billionaires, all of whom have absolutely no wish to see the deep state go away because the deep state is how they protect themselves, it's how they make their money, it's how they legalize their crimes and criminalize our individual um, initiative. You don't back jackals into a corner, okay? You need to have an exit strategy. And it may well be that there are some who are so horrendous that, that they have to be killed, but frankly, my interest, when I catch a pedophile, my interest is in getting every bit of useful information I can about them to include which corporate law firms are being used to channel uh, orphans into pedophile.
2: Why don't they just send them to Epstein Island and, like, they can all just do each other and a time? Works.
0: Okay. Uh, so the emphasis here is on collecting all possible information, and then educating the public so that it never happens again. Vindictive justice may make some people feel good, but it doesn't protect the future, all right? This is a massive, massive problem. This is far more than than a few days in jail to, to discourage the others, okay? This is, pedophilia is embedded in, in all societies. Some, like Afghanistan, it's openly practiced. And little boys are groomed from birth to be dancing girls and to be the buttholes for Afghan men. But others, like <laughs> the United Kingdom, Jimmy Savile uh, and his best friend, Prince Charles, and so forth. Uh, and uh, the United States, where Denny Hassard, Speaker of the House, is one of our most prominent pedophiles. Um, The whole internship problem that we've had in the Congress where young boys are abused by congressmen. um, This is all very real. And it's also very much not being looked after by law enforcement. In the United States of America, I can't speak to Australia, but in the United States of America, we have 18,000 police jurisdictions, every single one of which will not touch a a pedophilia case. They just won't do it.
6: That's a, that's a staggering number. I know people I know people who would listen to that and go that's no way. It's not possible. It can't be happening.
0: <laughs> Look, the last really big pedophilia scandal we had was the Franklin scandal in Nebraska. And that one was just so obvious that they had to do something about it. In Virginia, on Halloween, I'm told that five times the number of children are kidnapped on Halloween night in Virginia than everywhere else in the country. Mm. Um Five times, okay? Washington is ground zero for pedophilia in the United States with New York City and Boston being second and third, and I guess Los Angeles. In fact, Los Angeles has a private taxi service for pedophiles um, because they want trusted uh, people whose financial um, dependency uh, is such that they'll keep quiet. Uh, this is really just outrageous,
6: outrageous. That's, that's, that's one word for it, yeah, absolutely. So. Um, you, you've spoken about Bill, Bill and Hillary Clinton actually going to Jeffrey Epstein's Lolita Island um, and saying... Individually. Individually. You noted individually. Yeah, so, yeah, please, uh, please elaborate. I,
0: I can't elaborate beyond the fact of their documented travel individually uh, to Lolita Island. Now, I believe Lolita Island is, is half the set. I believe there's a no-name hotel in New York. Uh, This is a hotel that does not advertise, and you don't know it's there unless you've been told. Um, And I believe there's a no-name hotel in in, uh, New York that is also wired for video. It's now known that Jeffrey Epstein got his billion from a real billionaire, and he's basically a Mossad agent. Uh, And his job is to get all U.S. politicians, including Chuck Schumer, on video doing something really terrible. Jeffrey Epstein is the Mossad's greatest blackmail asset in the United States of America. And it's very relevant that uh, Robert Maxwell's daughter is part of his uh, procurement network. Uh, and she is, there's a book, Robert Maxwell, Israeli super spy. Okay, the, the, the Israelis are very, very good at leveraging pedophilia to achieve Zionist objectives. And I know a lot of my Mossad colleagues are very honorable men. They don't like it. They don't agree with uh, Nehanyatu's settlements and a lot of this other atrocities that are being committed against Palestine. But the fact of the matter is, if there's one intelligence service in the world that's really, really good at pedophilia exploitation, it's the Israeli uh, intelligence service.
6: Right. So you've said, okay, you've said that basically Epstein has footage of every major U.S. politician doing something terrible Probably to a child.
4: Oh
0: my God! I speculate that that has been his assignment. I don't think he's gotten everybody, but he's certainly gotten he's certainly gotten ten or fifteen percent easily. You know, in the United States, one senator can stop the government. Uh, all you have to do is get one senator to place a hold on a bill, and they can do it secretly. Um, so, in the United States, it's possible to stop things very, very easily if you have just one senator on your payroll. And I'm quite certain that among our, our um, hundred senators, I would say no fewer than 20 to 25 are pedophiles.
6: Okay, that's a very high percentage.
0: Well, I, I think it's very interesting to me that pedophilia and wealth seem to go together.
6: Yeah, that is interesting. I mean, is that something you've, you've pondered on or studied a lot, that particular link?
0: There's a there's sense of impunity. There is a sense of privilege. There is this sense of anything goes. Uh, Matt Tavi has written a couple of really good books. One is called Riftopia and the other one is called The Divide. And The Divide is about two different legal systems. Um, the reality is there's one legal system to keep all the little people in, 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 uh, in check and then there's another legal system that is just for the rich uh, in which they can do anything including murder and get away with it. Um, so I think, I think we're, we're looking at ourselves in the mirror now and I think we're at, a, we're at a very interesting point in time. I'm hopeful that the public is awakening now.
6: Yeah, it it looks to be that way, at least quite spectacularly in some regards in America. Um, I'm seeing Australia's lagging behind in a lot of ways, but we're trying to do what we can about that. Um, So we've got about, what, 1,500, more than 1,500 pedophile arrests now since Trump took office?
0: Yes, and and I credit Jeff Sessions with that. Um, I also believe that James Comey is salvageable. Um, He's an honorable, intelligent man, and he's in for a longer term, and so I'd like Mm -hmm. to hope that the FBI will eventually get a grip. Um, His own people are in a state of revolt, because the Clintons have been a crime family ever since they were in Arkansas, and CIA turned Arkansas into a landing platform for drugs and and guns and and other illicit uh, smuggling activities. I think that Trump did this in part to achieve pressure on the pedophiles that lead the Democratic and Republican parties. I wish he had done the Electoral Reform Act first, but he's probably much smarter than I am. And maybe he needed to do this pedophilia assault kind of as a warning notice, and then hopefully he'll come back now and do electoral reform. And by the way, electoral reform frees all of the existing incumbent members from their dependency on banking and corporate money. There are 42 billionaires that own the two parties in the United States of America. In fact, just today I posted uh, a post that reads U.S. oligarchy, fascist on the left, fascist on the right, no difference. And then the subtitle is how Donald Trump can take down the deep state in 90 days. Okay, I know how to take down the deep state but I'm having trouble getting a meeting with Donald Trump.
6: Yeah, I can,
2: I can imagine
6: that's uh, challenging at the best of times. Um, so there are also several major Democrat figures you've, you've noted who are on notice for potential arrest. Who else? I don't have names.
0: Um, and, and I really do believe in, in due process of law. Um, what what concerns me right now is that Trump has no grand strategy. He doesn't have a strategy. His his strategy is all the equipment to get through the week, <laughs> uh, and um, I think he can do so much better. I completely agree with you that Trump is the first president since John F. Kennedy that has not been anointed by the deep state. He scares them, but he doesn't have all the equipment that he needs to to defeat the deep state. And when I say defeat, I mean in a truth and reconciliation mode. It is not my wish to do a scorched earth teardown of the deep state. I just want them to get out of the way and let us create peace and prosperity for everybody on the planet. You know, I mean these refugees think are gonna army stop
2: eating people. The United
0: States is the greatest purveyor of violence on the planet. Mm-hmm. And we need to get all of our bases overseas should be closed. And I do want to mention I believe that we have a 1,000 military bases all over the world so that CIA can smuggle guns, drugs, cash, and small children, okay? We need to close all of those bases, and we need to respect the sovereignty of every country that we deal with. We need to bring our military home and spend 10 years rebuilding our military, but keep it at home. Be able to deliver it anywhere we need to in 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 a week's time, but keep it at home. And for Australia, you know, one of the things I'd love to see Australia do is create some open source innovation centers that it shares with Indonesia. Because the fastest way to solve your illegal immigrant problem is to create prosperity where they are Um, and not have them try to come to Australia. And you've got a lot of desert area. I'm really impressed by the stuff that's going on outside Perth. Sunnyside farms and, and whatnot. They're using solar energy to desalinate seawater. And they've created an aquaponics industry Ooh. that is truly impressive. That I anticipate that. the day coming when Australia is lush green in every corner using seawater. I actually calculated how many plants it would take to keep the sea level. It's rising three millimeters every year. Um, so it's something like 300, uh, 367 plants, it's a lot. But Australia should have water desalination plants every 25 miles around its circumference. And these should all be pumping desalinated clean water into the interior of Australia. Oh. And you will gradually see vibrant villages building up, uh, kind of going in toward the center, okay? And when you get to Alice Springs, just tear it down so salt into the earth and leave that as a memory of American intelligence thrown out of the country.
6: Yeah, you mentioned Alice Springs in in your email. So, I mean, what can you tell us about what's been going on there? Because that's even that's relatively new to me. I mean, I know that America, uh, you know, Mossad CIA has been busy, but tell us about Alice Springs.
0: James, James Bamford has written a number of books in which Alice uh, Alice Springs is featured. It turns out that Alice Springs is a natural receiving station for atmospheric communication signals, and it may be that Alice Springs is no longer needed because in today's digital environment, NSA has put backdoors into everything, including Intel chips. Okay. Um, so I don't know where Alice Springs is today, but what I do know is it's time to shut down the secret intelligence community. It's time to create an open source intelligence community, and it's time to put the public back into power. And you do that with open source intelligence, and you create prosperity with open source engineering.
6: What does, what does um, the open source intelligence actually look like on a sort of ground level, functional functionality-wise?
0: Well one of the problems that I've had is that CIA has managed to castrate the open-source intelligence um, business. They've limited it to social media monitoring and reading newspapers. Uh, OSINT is actually about being able to harness the distributed intelligence of every human being. Um, so I'll give you a very specific example which has appeared in one other tape but I'll offer your viewers. Um, the U.S. Southern Command was not happy with CIA's reporting on the Nicaraguan economy because they don't care about Nicaragua, and they certainly don't care about economies. And so they asked Booz Allen if they would do a report on the Nicaraguan economy, and Booz Allen said, sure, no problem. It'll take $250,000, and it'll take a year of time, which is roughly two hundred fifty k buys one-man-year, okay? which can be compressed by having multiple people work for several months. And that was more money than they had. So they turned to me and they said, what can you do? And I said, well, how about, this was a Friday, I said, how about $250 and I'll have a four-page report for you on Monday. And they said, you're insane, you can't do that. And I said, oh, yes, I can. The guy who used to be the governor of the Bank of Nicaragua just retired. He's living in Minnesota and I have his email. And so I said, oh. So I sent the guy an email. I had met him at a conference, an academic conference, um, a couple weeks before, just by sheer coincidence. I sent him an email. I said, I'm going to FedEx you a check, and this is what I want. And he did it. It took him four hours. It's the best report they ever had. That's open source intelligence. Okay? And you can do that on anything. You can do that on poverty at the district level. You can do that on infectious diseases. I mean, one of the problems we have today is that the government lies a lot. In the United States of America, the Center for Disease Control and the Food and Drug Administration are both criminal networks. Okay. Well, thank you, Sherry. I'm glad to be with you. Ask me anything.
4: Okay. We have lots of questions, and I know you have lots of answers today. So let's start off discussing the recent May 14, 2018 violent protests in the Gaza border, resulting in more than 60-plus Palestinian deaths and thousands more injured at the hands of the Israelis at this time when the U.S. Embassy is being moved from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem under President Trump. So I know that May 15th is their Nakba Day, which is the Israeli Independence Day. And for the Palestinians, of course, that's the annual day of commemoration of their displacement, to put it mildly. So what Robert do you think was going on in President Trump's head to make this move what's his end game aside from I mentioned 25 million and a gentleman my by the name of Sheldon Adelson
0: oh you heard about the 25 million um is that true I don't know if it's true or not but that's what was reported that that was Adelson's condition for giving Trump 25 million Nobody wanted to believe me when I reported in the American Herald Tribune on the 4th of March that the Koreas were not only going to unify, but denuclearize and demilitarize. Now, everything I know depends on other people. I stand on the shoulders of others. And in this instance, it was Princess Nakamura in Japan and Benjamin Fulford in the heads of two Asian uh, criminal secret societies one crime family of one secret society and i visited japan in february and on the 18th 19th of february i heard from them that this was happening and they're all fans of donald trump they said he's done it now this would not have happened without xi Jinping setting the stage and telling korea look the time has come to denuclearize if you do this i'm going to treat you like royalty and that's what he did when Kim visited uh, Beijing. Um, And Donald Trump, God bless him, said, yeah, you're right. We should denuclearize, demilitarize the Koreas. I'm in it. I'm on it. I'm agreeing. I reported that. No one wanted to hear it. Four days later, on the 8th of March, QAnon came out. And there are people who don't like QAnon. I happen to think QAnon is very, very useful, but also speaks in riddles for which I have little patience. And uh, QAnon has also been hijacked. There's been some fake QAnons out there. Bottom line here is, I nailed it. I was right. It's happening. Now, fast forward. What if Xi Jinping, Vladimir Putin, and Donald Trump have already agreed they're also going to denuclearize the Middle East? Ah. Now, if you denuclearize the Middle East, that means three things. The biggest is you take down the Israeli nuclear program, which is 10 to 100 times bigger than the Iranian nuclear program and paid for by the American taxpayer. That's number one. Number two, you continue to denuclearize Iran. And number three, you remove all nuclear weapons from Saudi Arabia, Turkey, and other places where the U.S. Air Force has positioned them. I think it's going to happen.
4: So are you saying it's kind of like, hey, they just did it, Let's keep it rolling. Now,
0: well, coming back to to Jerusalem, at at its kindest possible interpretation, Jerusalem is a cattle prod up Benjamin Netanyahu's ass that is going to be lit up later.
4: Okay. Well, you know, there's there's a certain order of how things go, but let's talk about Trump. Well, hold on.
0: Let's 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 come back to Jerusalem and making. Yeah, let's come back to Jerusalem. Because yeah, the, I, I, and the I embassy. Sound, and, I don't mean to sound glib, but his let me. son in you. law
4: and, you know, the poor Palestinians. Well,
0: we can talk about the son in law also. How that all plays. Let's come back to Jerusalem. Jerusalem is off limits, it's a corpus separatum. Quote, cool? everything from the Balfour Declaration to the United Nations Agreement to every possible agreement jerusalem is a separate independent place and neither israel nor the united states of america have any legal right to put an embassy or a uniformed presence in jerusalem now obviously the zionists will debate that bottom line is history is on the side of jerusalem and peace in the middle east it's going to happen i will I will say as an American citizen, I believe that if an embassy by the US is in Jerusalem by 2024 I'll be very surprised I expect that to be reversed. I expect as part of a much larger Middle Eastern peace process for Jerusalem to be declared to be declared a separate international city and all Israeli uniformed forces expelled from Jerusalem. That's where I think we're going so this thing with with um, with Jerusalem, in my view, is a feint. It's meant to put Netanyahu and the neocons and the others off the scent. Uh, the whole issue with the son-in-law, Jared Kushner, is one of two things. Well, he, uh, he wait. Let me finish this. Jared Kushner is either the senior Chabad supremacist cult representative in the U.S. government, betraying his father-in-law every single day, or a loyal son-in-law that the president of the United States is playing against the Chabad supremacist Jews and Netanyahu and I lean toward the latter
4: okay so many people understand and many people don't understand that it is just the Israelis who no one else has approved on the globe that that the Israeli embassy can go to Jerusalem. No one else was in agreement with that, except Trump just making it happen. But the Europeans, you know, all the other countries, the Middle Eastern countries, they want to settle the issue with Jerusalem and who it belongs to or who it's gonna be shared by, et cetera, before a move like that can be made. So in a sense, it was almost like a slap in the face also by Trump doing this to other heads of nations and many peoples.
0: I I, I wrote an article, I wrote an article uh, published in the American Herald Tribune, which talked about the Korea's, um, the exact title of it, and your people can find everything there, Korea's Unite, denuclearize, Middle East next, after a global financial reset. Right now, my understanding from two different sources is that the Rothschilds and the Vatican's have accepted an exit strategy. The Shabbat supremacist cult has not. The Zionists and their neoconservative lapdogs in the United States are still America's worst enemy. Okay? It's not Russia. It's not China. It's not Korea. It's not Iran. It's not Cuba, for crying out loud. America's worst enemy is the Zionists. The Zionists have subverted the American economy. They have subverted the American government. They have subverted the American society. And there is no confusion in anyone's mind that i know of zionist bad jews good they're not the same thing
4: right and that's what you know some listeners they just blanket um israel it's by
0: semitism view. no it is not and by the way they're not semitic either the kazars okay they come out of Eastern europe they were never uprooted from israel that is all part of a massive zionist myth
4: Okay, so good point. So we're we're making a big difference here between the Zionists and the Jews. Okay, um, now you said just a moment ago, Robert, uh, that Trump is doing this. You believe to throw off to throw off the scent, to throw people off track. Now I can guess what you mean by that. What track? But can you? Uh, embellish a little bit on that comment
0: I'd be glad to and in fact again I really emphasize I stand on the shoulders of others I'm a guy that reads and listens a lot Uh, I know there are people out there that think I talk too much or or whatever but you know it's 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 I am who I am you're a walking
4: Uh, encyclopedia
0: well there's no one else that's that's reviewed 2,500 books in 98 categories and been a spy and, and all these other wonderful things in my life but we recently published at, um, at Phi Beta Iota, we, we've just published today a source of fall thing from our, our lead European contributor, Berto Youngman. And I encourage people to go to PhiBetaIota.net and read that and also read the three major links from yesterday, um, which included Dave Janda with Greg Hunter on yes. the Iran nuclear deal. I saw Michael that. Sala, Michael Salah, Michael doing a very fine job channeling QAnon, and then Benjamin Fulford on Donald Trump's secret Iran plan, which is very, very clever. Let me boil it down to a nutshell: the Iranian program is not as real or as dangerous as the as the Israelis would have us believe. Benjamin Netanyahu is a world class serial liar. He's also a criminal. He should die in jail. Um, after being properly indicted and investigated and, and so forth. Um, the Iranian deal apparently came about in part because of a multi-billion dollar bribe that Barack Obama paid in cash, a good portion of which stuck to the fingers of Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton, Angela Merkel, uh, and Surprise. two French presidents, including Macron, who I expect to be indicted for treason very soon Surprise. in France. I expect the French president to be run out of office uh, in the very near future. Um, but the guy is, by the way, a Satanist, and any proper international tribunal looking into pedophilia would have the president of France today right in its sights. Okay, well, this is not. A, this is this is a very sick man, uh, from what I can see. So bottom line here is that what Trump has done is he set the stage for a much larger, much, much larger Middle Eastern uh, peace deal. Now, let me let me point out that there are, apart from the need to denuclearize Israel and to terminate all U.S. financial support for Saudi Arabia and Israel, there are seven big things that have to be discussed if we are to achieve peace in the Middle East. Number one is peace between the Sunnis and the Shiites. Now, this NSA dump that Trump did to the Saudis allowed the Wahhabists, allowed the Saudi rulers to clean out the princes that were trading in guns, drugs, gold, uh, cash, and small children, and it allowed the Saudi leadership to put the Wahhabists back in a small box. Now, we still have Yemen and Somalia. Those are crimes against humanity. They need to stop. So peace between the Sunnis and the Shiites is is number one. Number two is the role of Jerusalem and perhaps Mecca as international cities. Number three is the restoration of Palestine. And let me just say that never in history have we had a book this good. This is the absolute Bible on Zionist atrocities against the Palestinians. This book documents the five big lies and the three big thefts of Israel against the Palestinians. This book would stand up in a court of law. Any court of law reading this book would push the Israelis back into the sea. Okay? Now, I don't want to go that far. I think they should be allowed to keep Tel Aviv and a small portion of the territory around Tel Aviv. But by and large, I think history is going to restore Palestine to the Palestinians. Gandhi has said it before. Palestine is to the Palestinians as France is to the French. It's over. Zionism is over. The First of all... The Palestinians are coming off. Can all. I just say and something? And this whole Zionist
2: myth... You know I'm going to say something. The real Jerusalem, where the original Jews came from, is in South Africa, people. I'm going to have a video on that. But we've been totally lied to. It is not where Israel is today. That is not... That is not the original Holy Land. That's not where things happened. And I'm going to have all the facts for you in another video. But, I mean, dude, they just made it up.
0: It's going away. uh, Number four, and then five, six, and seven. Number four is the Kurdish Confederacy. The Zionists are arming the Kurds. They're inciting the Kurds to violence against Turkey, violence against Iraq, and violence against Iran. That has to stop. But, you have to recognize that the Kurds are a nation. They're not a state. They're living within the borders of three other states, but they are a nation. They're a very vibrant, serious, uh, in-depth nation, and that needs to be addressed. Um, Repatriation of all unemployed Muslims from Europe back to Arabia and reparations (laughs) for Iraq. The Barcelona agreements in the late 1990s were more bribes for European leaders. The day is going to come when the people of Europe understand that all of their leaders, specifically, including Angela Merkel and the prior president of France, are traitors to their own countries. They basically said to the Arab leaders, yes, give us a big enough bribe. We will take millions of unemployed Muslims and we'll be your safety net. Never mind what that does to our ethnic integrity, to our economic and social integrity and so forth. Did you want to interrupt before I gave you the last two?
4: No, no you go didn't. ahead with the last two. I've got, I've got some stuff that I'll hold. Some okay. And then
0: uh, the next six is creation of a post-Western, post-fossil fuel economy with unlimited desalinated water. The Middle East is the perfect place for my vision of open source everything engineering to be applied, starting in Yemen and Somalia. Free solar energy, unlimited desalinated water, free internet, everybody learns, free one cell phone at a time, uh, one cell call at a time. And and so that's, that's
2: it needs to be the Middle well, East. That was East, one of the reasons why they wanted Israel. Mm-hmm.
0: Manhattan Project for energy and water lifting people up from poverty. And last, creation of oh, an open source agency and network, ideally based in Istanbul, a neutral area, uh, which is to say any time Anybody, including Donald Trump, tells a lie, the Middle Eastern Open Source Agency should be able to give the public compelling evidence. This was said, it is a lie. Here is the truth.
2: Yes.
4: Okay. I've got a couple of miscellaneous Hold things. things. Everyone accountable, One, you man. said that you felt that the a global reset would happen before the denuclearization of many countries.
0: I think no, that, about I, Israel. Look, the bottom line is right now we can't denuclearize Israel unless we first cut the balls off the Chabad Jews. Oh. <laughs> Did he just okay. say that? It's that simple.
4: Who, are, who have been in the past controlling the monetary system.
0: Well, they have shared control of the monetary With system. The they, also control, et they also control Broward County, Florida, which is where the Parkland school shooting was, which was a false flag. Um, so from what I can see, is Donald Trump, again, putting the most positive light on it. Donald Trump does appear to be a master strategist, and he does appear to have He's come to general. an agreement with General Secretary Xi Jinping and Vladimir Putin, similar to the agreement that Kennedy and Khrushchev had before Kennedy was assassinated. Kennedy, what I'm trying to say is that the U.S. government, the U.S. media, all of these blabbering pundits including Fox News don't have a clue they don't understand that Donald Trump is making decisions way up here
4: and he's going direct to his sources and people used to laugh at first about him being on Twitter and um you automatically your knee-jerk reaction is to laugh along with someone but if you just take a moment and go that's actually brilliant. Awesome. He's talking well, directly he's talking to everyone. Directly he's talking directly to everybody. Because the mainstream, and that is why I'm here it's talking brilliant. today with Robert David Steele.
0: Yes and no. And one of the things we can talk about is the Truth Channel. A couple of billionaires have come to me, and I'm hoping to be able to build Who the it Truth Channel, billion? because Twitter is a dishonest company. Uh, it has It has dropped Donald Trump down. First off, Donald yep. Trump should be talking to 200 million Americans directly, True. not 47 million, OK? second donald trump needs to learn how to use polls my friend john mcafee is getting uh answers when he does a four-part poll donald trump should be doing that on everything um but third and, and most importantly we want to create a truth channel in which donald trump can not only send out trumpets but he can have a presidential dashboard where 200 million americans can come back in and the president can see on one dashboard exactly what they're thinking by congressional district, by demographic, by policy issue, by timeline. Okay? And I know how to do that. And I'm talking to McAfee and I'm talking to the guy that owns BitChute. there's a whole bunch CIA, of good stuff he? that's starting to happen. You know. Uh, he's and PayPal made an the central agent. Oh uh, PayPal is doing some extraordinary interesting things to
2: include you know it's about
0: in to become a clearinghouse for uh, cryptocurrencies. So, that you can pay in any cryptocurrency and PayPal will pay the merchant in uh, fiat currency.
4: Okay. I don't have warm and fuzzy feelings about PayPal, but. Well, I
0: understand that. And, and what, I have, what I have told the people I'm dealing with is PayPal is going to have to sign a really comprehensive legal agreement that says they will never do a Wikipedia.
4: Okay. So.
0: Um... By the way, I'm sorry. If PayPal does not agree to that, then OpenID and some other things will just migrate somewhere else. We don't need PayPal, but I'm trying to be effective in 2018. Therefore, it's better if we uh, are able to use existing capabilities.
4: Okay. So before we go on to, I want to talk about the Iran, the old Iran deal, and um, the uh, what's happening right now. But what I before we move on to that, just to finish off with what's currently happening in at the Gaza Strip. Or the Gaza border. I'd like to play really quick, so I'm going to do a little technical thing here, share screen, uh, just a little
2: clip. Oh, she's, she's not going to play it. And that's it for the moment. We'll be back.
1: On every
0: single block in downtown San Francisco, one estimate says that the city spends about 30 million a year just cleaning up needles and human waste. As an added bonus to this, the city is suffering. How do
2: you just go on the? How do you just pop a squat and leave it there? I don't get it. Tucker, explained The
7: epidemic of car break-ins, there were more than 30,000 of those just last year. How's it going out there, folks? Today, I've got a couple of pretty good articles about San Francisco I want to share with you. Now, we all know San Francisco's got a major homeless epidemic, and we all know that the people that reside in San Francisco have the special ability to vote the dumbest, most irresponsible, and unqualified politicians they can into office. I kind of imagine them to be like that stupid, entitled, rich chick that was in every 80s and 90s high school romantic comedy. Ew, get
2: off of me!
7: Ugh, as if! I mean, how else do you come up with some of these bullshit policies? Let me get this straight. You got one of the most expensive places in the United States to live, right? You have a homeless epidemic. I mean, we're talking encampments going on. So you basically bless them to live on the streets downtown around some of your most popular attractions and highest revenue grossing businesses in the area that in itself is dumb enough but no that's not even close to what the hell is really going on no 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 since we have a heroin epidemic what we're gonna do to fix the problem is we're gonna hand out over six million syringes per year and because they might feel uncomfortable shooting their heroin in public or in their tents or abandoned cars or wherever the fuck they're living in, we're gonna designate safe spaces throughout the city for them to shoot this heroin. I promise we will be entertaining the safe spaces a little bit later on. Now, the first article I'm gonna go over comes from Zero Hedge. It's titled, Terrified San Francisco Tourists Shocked by Aggressive Vagrants, Discarded Needles and Dead Bodies. San Francisco, a democratic stronghold known for cable cars, quaint architecture and its diverse culture become a bastion of squalor and crime, as city dwellers and visitors alike dodge aggressive drug-addicted vagrants, and it's beginning to scare the tourists. Oh, your kid. For instance, an Australian couple visiting the city were shocked by what they saw after deciding to walk back to their hotel one night. Is this normal, or am I in a bad part of town? Just walked past numerous homeless off their faces, screaming and running all over the sidewalk near Twitter headquarters. Then, a murder scene. Wife is scared to leave the hotel now. Reads a Wednesday post by a Reddit user. When another Redditor said, put on your big boy pants. Scared to leave the hotel, question mark? Aussie replied, it was my wife that was scared. It was partly the mess of concentrated, drug-infected homeless mixed in with this guy being rolled into an ambulance dead. We did la and new york on this trip too both felt safer he said later in the thread adding syringes were visible people were staggering others had wide aggressive eyes off their faces might be an australian thing sorry but i meant just visibly drug affected another reddit user replied it's pretty normal i'm honestly hoping tourists will realize how shitty this city has become and stop coming Maybe the loss of income will finally push the city to stop allowing the rampant drug dealers and homeless people treating the entire city like their toilet. Yeah! Sorry, but I like this guy. You would think a city that dodes so heavily on tourism and conventions for the bulk of their income would put more effort into maintaining a certain standard. But there is rampant drug dealing out in the open in some of the most heavily toured areas. The city knows about this. They just don't care. You see things on the street that are just not humane, Kevin Carroll, executive director of the Hotel Council of San Francisco said. People come into hotels saying, what is going on out there? They're just shocked. People say, I love your city, I love your restaurants, but I'm never coming back. (laughs) In a completely separate thread, another Reddit user posted in the San Francisco subreddit, why is this city so terrifying? Another replied, I've wanted to visit San Francisco my entire life, and I finally make it here, and my God, it's terrifying. Anyone have any advice for a tourist other than don't be such a pussy? That right there is a perfect example of California arrogance mixed in with a little bit of internet dbag I spent three months over around Cupertino, California last year, last summer. Every 7-Eleven, every fucking 7-Eleven, I don't care. If it was in Silicon Valley or downtown San Francisco, wherever, every 7-Eleven had a token homeless person there begging at the door before you walked in. Every goddamn one of them. And these locals are just used to this shit. They're used to these half drunk, half high, half crazies just like hanging out all over the place. Just like a ticking time bomb that you're just walking right next to with your kids. Just, you know, whatever, no big deal. Well, people come in from out of town and they're like, what the fuck is this? What is this? There's fucking needles all over the place. I just watched a dude take a dump over there behind the Starbucks. I mean what am I what am I supposed to tell my kid? I mean I came here to see some fucking bridges and eat some Chinese food around a bunch of gay dudes so I can go home and talk about how culturally diverse I am. Isn't that the whole the whole idea behind San Francisco at this point? I'm kidding, but you all know that's what their that whole shtick really is about. Let me get back to this article. The streets are filthy. There's trash everywhere, it's disgusting says Joe D'Alessandro, president of San Francisco Travel, to the Chronicle in April. I've never seen any other city like this. The homeless, dirty streets, drug use on the streets, smashing grabs, end quote. The city, which hands out about 6 million syringes each year, has struggled to figure out how to keep streets clean and safe for residents, while accommodating a growing homeless population and long-standing HIV and hepatitis C epidemic. There are roughly 16,000 residents in San Francisco with HIV and 13,000 with Hep C. Of over 400,000 needles distributed monthly, San Francisco receives around 250 back, meaning that there are roughly 150,000 discarded needles floating around each month, or nearly 2 million per year, according to Kerb. City Health Director Barbara Garcia estimated in 2016 that there were 22,000 intravenous drug users in San Francisco around one for every three 38.9 residents, while the city hands out roughly 400,000 needles per month. Mayor Mark Farrell has said repeatedly in recent weeks that the problem of discarded syringes on city streets has become a sticking point for him. Really, dude? And the city promised millions of dollars to curb the problem of hazardous waste on sidewalks and streets. Meanwhile, the San Francisco Chronicle chimed in Wednesday with an uncomfortable observation. Most of the needles littering streets in downtown neighborhoods came by way of the city itself as part of the Department of Public Health's 25-year-old needle exchange program. Isn't that ironic? On another note, while certainly nowhere near the top of the list, crime is also a problem in San Francisco, which is higher than 92.7% of the United States, according to CityData.com. All right, moving on. I'm going to switch things up here and go with an article from the Mercury News. Now, folks, typically, I wouldn't use this material in a Johnny on the Job located on a Tijuana construction site, but after earlier pointing out the level of denial or complacence these people show constantly, this article fits right in. Titled, San Francisco Poop Map, Real Thing or a Rumor? Of all the claims made by San Francisco detractors, possibly the most puzzling to people who actually live in the Bay Area is the poop map. Now, keep in mind after reading that first sentence there, San Francisco is third in the state for highest population of homeless. They're sixth in the country. No one with an ounce of common sense running through their bloodstream in the Bay Area is puzzled whatsoever by a poop map or a syringe map or a homeless meth lab map or any other kind of map that's got anything to do with homeless. I struggle, but I move on. The city now offers poop maps so they can avoid surprises. Contends one online commenter on a recent story at this website about people moving out of San Francisco. Excellent writing there, bro. Yet one could canvas the likely distribution points, the airport, Bart station, Pier 39, and fail to come up with such a document. Is it real? I hate to keep stopping, but just can't help myself. I guarantee if you went to the airport, BART station, or Pier 39, you're gonna run into some fucking feces. Oh, and FYI, oh, if you don't want your kids to learn exactly how to inject heroin into their bloodstream, don't ever take them through the BART station. In November of 2014, web developer Jennifer Wong won a Hack Week contest at her job with Human Wasteland, an interactive map that plotted locations of feces reported to San Francisco street cleaners. It got mentioned in some local media, and the bold italic called it playful, and that was that for a while. But around the end of 2016, it started getting coverage of a different sort. As politically conservative media used it in condemnation of San Francisco, redstate.com called the map an overwhelming indication of California's approach to homelessness and lawlessness. Red State also incorrectly claimed that a hepatitis A outbreak in San Francisco prompted the governor's declaration of a state of emergency. Damn right. Set the record straight. It was hepatitis C, you sons of bitches. (laughs) Last month, Rush Limbaugh repeated the error. Human Wasteland was an official city project and added that the homeless, they have to go and nobody's told them they can't. It's liberalism, folks. What do you expect? Sorry, that's a pretty bad old Bow impression. Such mentions spurred Wong to add a prominent note to the top of the Human Wastelands webpage. I am so tired of people and publications using this map in ways it was not meant to be used. I created this map to bring attention to the issues of homelessness. Not to insult people or places. Not to further political agendas unrelated to homelessness not to track anything and not because it was necessary. She goes on to encourage people to educate themselves about homelessness and to donate to organizations that help the homeless, including Lava May, which converts buses into mobile showers and toilets. Yeah! And this splendid article ends with, the map is still online, but given that its data ended in 2015, it's unlikely to be of service to San Francisco pedestrians. Last but not least, we have an article explaining in detail how the local government employees are celebrating their new heroin safe spaces. In 1971, the Nixon administration coined the term war on drugs. Nixon's crusade to eliminate illegal drug use turned into propaganda by state-run media and was championed by succeeding presidents, including Reagan. Four decades and still counting, the continued failure of the war on drugs has led to the government...
2: I can't even listen to it anymore. How do people like uh, Pelosi and Maxine Walter stand in front of people and talk about, you know, how great what the Democrats are going to do and their states are absolute... Ma- First of all, the people that are running against them, how easy must it be to win, to beat them? All they have to do is show what they're doing in the state and if the, you know the people there are not happy with how they're living I really don't understand how they get how do they get reelected. I really don't understand America is just getting really weird <music>